checking out y'all's May 15th, 2019. I got my boy Ty returning back to Devotions Podcast. And um, we're going we're gonna to start off discussing uh, Farrakhan and his banning on social media. And we're going to veer off into other subjects and, and things of that nature. So uh, keep it locked. Stay tuned. This is episode 8 Devotions Podcast. Chia. Welcome to Bushes Podcast. This is your boy Drew the Barber. I got my main man Ty in the yo, building. Yo. About to chop him up, and we're gonna go in on various subjects. But first of all, we're gonna start off with the whole Farrakhan being banned off of Facebook, Instagram. Um, yeah. So, uh, first of all, I ask you, Ty. What did you think when you heard about that? Like, what is it? Because I know you heard about that, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what were your thoughts towards that? What were your feelings towards that? Um, I think my first my first thought was three words, freedom of speech. And I felt like that's like the beginning of the end of that as it stands. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether somebody is a black radical, a white nationalist, Whatever they are, I still feel whether I agree with their ideologies or not, they should have the freedom to say what they want. Because once you try to censor what people can and can't say, then all hell breaks loose. And now we're basically prisoners within our own space. Mm-hmm. Being controlled. Yeah, for sure. Right. So, uh, so why did they did they ban him thinking that was he like his, like thinking he's a threat or something? Well, the word they used was dangerous, so, you know, as far as danger, I think the danger Farrakhan causes is Farrakhan has a unique power. Um, He has a power similar to James Brown. Um, James Brown was used when Dr. Martin Luther King had got assassinated. Um, He was used as a tool to stop riots and stuff around the country. So if you had the power to stop a rat, that also means you had the power to start one. And we already know Farragon has put a million people in one place at one point in time. More than once, actually, in Washington, D.C. So I think with his rhetoric, along with the actions of him just speaking truth, you know, has caused him to say, you know what, we can't, we can't take this no more. And that causes the ban. You know what I mean? Because once you're going against a machine, then they got to find a way to mute you. Right. And the biggest way to disseminate information and news right now is social media. You know, so if they feel like, okay, we can take off one of the most powerful black men within the black community right now, as far as notoriety and name um, recognition, then Farrakhan will be that guy. You yeah. know? So... That's, those were my first initial thoughts. Of course, it being BS because you got all these different other people able to do things you could. There's people that show people getting murdered on Facebook or Instagram, sexually explicit videos or whatever like that. And this man just speaking his truth. He gets banned for that. This man ain't caused no, no riots. There ain't been no terroristic threats, nothing. So it's just like, what really is the reason why y'all want to get him off a platform so bad unless he really causes a threat to you? I mean, I feel, and these are my personal feelings, I feel like they're just always poking at history mm-hmm. and poking at our, and poking at black history. I feel like they are just diminishing all of our leaders, all of our black idols, all of our, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People in black culture that have done tremendous things for the people right you know what i mean it's like they they keep taking away it's like they keep like you know one thing that you we may have known them for we know them for a different thing now whitewasher you know what i mean and it's just i keep seeing that happening to each last one of our greats man bill cosby bill cosby was a pivotal figure in the black community you know what i mean now it's like they just 
throwing all these accusations on him and just got him looking like a monster. Andy Griffin said it best. No black person goes out of this game unscathed. Whether you were the black father figure, such as a Bill Cosby, whether you were, you know, Farrakhan, Malcolm X, but they'll praise you when you're dead. They'll praise you when you're dead because you're of no use on no more. All you got is recollection, memories of them, but the physical isn't here no more. Yeah. <laughs> but we got to be more protective. We got to be more protective of our leaders and stuff like that. You know, we, we, we wait until they in the casket to, you know, revere them and praise them. And I mean, I mean, look what happened to Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. I sure. mean, Nipsey Hussle was doing, I mean, I mean, I mean, Nipsey Hussle, I think it was more so his, his energy that he was bringing. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like he was like, you know, spreading awareness. You know what I mean? Right. Telling people eat better. You know what I mean? Right. Invest in yourself. Invest in your people. Invest in your community. And you know even like that, off the dribble, like they, right. they always had the plan. I mean, just think of his moniker, the marathon. You know, the marathon represents continuous, yeah. continuing to keep going. It's not a sprint. Right. It's not who gets done the fastest. You, you running your own race. And that's a mindset. That's a mindset. Right. Yeah. I mean, you learn not to. And you know, with that statement, you learn not to compete with others. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all about yourself. Right. If you're happy with yourself, you'll live a good life. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? It's a tortoise and a hare story. He may be faster, stronger, bigger, but whatever. I'm going to run my race. Right. And however, the outcome comes, it comes. Like. Right. But that was my man. I was really devastated by that shit. Yeah, man. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. Yeah, man. I swear, that's what it is. That's what it is. What kind of cut you want to do, bro? I'm going to do a, um, I think I'm going to do the drop fade all the way around. All right. And then I want, like, this part of the fade to fade into the beard. Okay. And, yeah, this, this part to fade into the beard, and you can take the beard down, like, Maybe half an inch. All over. Yeah, maybe like half an inch. Alright. You taking the top, taking everything down, smooth it out. Yeah, you can you can smooth it out. But definitely like keeping it for the most part. Up what? Uh, all around. Yeah. So like. Taking this down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got that. You want the gentleman's fade? I got that. Yeah. But you want me to uh, keep the dark, top dark down smooth? Yeah, just uh-huh. clean it. All right. Cool, cool. Yeah, man. Like I was saying, man, taking away the the black um our lead, our idols or leaders. You know what I mean? Just tainting their images. It's not cool, man. No. And it's like, and it's like, it's like, I swear, man, it's like they rewrite history. I swear, it's like they're rewriting history, man. Yeah. Because there's just certain things, like, you know, it's just it's wild out here, man. Because when you don't have really too much of a great history to tell, you gotta find your way in somehow. Yeah. And that's what they do. Brothers from the stolen ideas. Inventions, whatever, they'll find a way to take it. They're a contract people. That's all. That's all they ever been. Yeah. Uh, plan on um, 
opening my own. Plan on opening my own. Uh, start off with something small, cozy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Three men, three, three chair shop, two chair shop, whatever. Then eventually, after that, open up a, a, a bigger shop, about nine chairs, eight chairs. Um, after that, you know, start a barber school. You know, and, I, and, I, and pretty much at that point, that's when I'll that's when I'll be a master barber. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's there's levels to, to anything mm-hmm. that you do. So you know, I'm just trying to trying to do it to its fullest potential. Right. So what would set your barber shop um, apart from any other ones in the the area? Like, what would what would make people like, yo, I gotta come to Drew's shop? Uh, well, my shop, my shop's gonna be a good vibe. Cause I only, I only deal with certain type of people. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know what I mean? So like, usually most of my clients, real good people, good vibes, good energy. So, the atmosphere is gonna be good, good energy, good atmosphere. Second of all, we're gonna come in, it's gonna be smelling good. Gonna smell good. It's gonna be a uh, uh, incense burner. <laughs> no, I'm not. My probably gonna stay away from the incense. Might do like some some uh, air fresheners or something. I do like incense though. Yeah. Probably do more like a candle though. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we send the candle, get the vibes going. Um, arcade machine in the corner. For sure, classic. Gotta gotta do the arcade machine, man. I've been wanting to do that, man. Like, arcade machine in the corner. Um, waiting room laid out with the uh, Xbox One hooked up. You know what I mean? Nice size TV on the wall. Nice comfortable chairs. And uh, I like plants, man. And that's one thing I don't like about the shop I'm at right now. We don't got no plants, man. I, I like plants. So, yeah, definitely going to need, need plants. Plant or two. Something about that green, that this, that uh, Plan, man, something about seeing life just yeah. does something to me for sure. So, um, yeah, definitely a little plant. Uh, yeah, I mentioned the arcade machine in the corner. Um, gonna, gonna have, um, gonna have a, 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 a like a booth, like you. Like, not, not a music booth, but uh, like a glass case with uh, my hair products I, I sell and brushes and durags and all that. Have that in a nice glass case, a nice little nice setup. Had that in the front, had that in the front of the uh, shop, like when you first come in your waiting area. Um, I'm gonna have uh, Rispy, Rispy Apparel. Sure. Crispy and Pearl will be uh, stocked up on the racks. There'll be clothes, clothes racks in the shop with Crispy Pearl also. Play good music, nothing but nothing but good music. Um, Got ahead. Now, what about the? <laughs> what is good music etiquette in a barbershop? Because you, you know, with the newer school and stuff like that, they a lot of bullshit could be put on the, you know, the ox, so, like, what is something that could get your, your phone taken off for? Well, like, good, good music, at, good barbershop music etiquette to me is, um, like, it doesn't really matter what it is, as long as it's, um, keep it clean, mm-hmm. keep it clean, that's like, you know, I take, I take the barber, I take this barber, I take this barber industry very serious, and, um, one thing I see is like I'll see like barbers that are like just cussing and playing all types of explicit music around women and kids. Right, right, cool. And and certain people, and certain people, mm-hmm. like older people. Right. And that's like, come on, man, you're you're scaring away clientele. Yeah. You're you're you're, you're scaring away business doing that. Right. And uh, that's one thing I see with certain barbershops, because, uh, you know, you know, barbershops, you know, 
you know, they have that uh, that, that stigma that comes with it. Mm -hmm. It's like a real aggressive place, but it's really, it shouldn't. That's 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 not what I want. I don't want my shop to be that. You want I don't your want shop aggressive. Like that. Yeah, like I don't I don't like aggressive shops. Like I want you to come in and you feel relaxed, not on Welcome. edge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my, my, my shop's gonna have a different angle. Different angle. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, that's a part of barbershop culture, you know, debates, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, conversations, yelling, snapping, ripping on each other. But uh there's just certain there's just certain cultures that just, it just we need to. It just reminds you of the like when you was in yeah. school and stuff like. Yeah. Yeah. You should feel safe at the barbershop. Right, like, like so. Definitely, music is definitely one thing I will be on top. Like, you know what I mean? Now, when it's the, when it's the fellas, that's the different story. Right. But when it's women and kids around older people, it's like you gotta tone it down. Right. Just being respectful or something. Yeah, that's just that's just a good that's just I don't know, that's just me, that's just how I conduct business and um Yeah man, that's just how I conduct business and uh people and, and, and it'll go a long way. You know what I mean? It'll go a long way. But um to answer but back to answer your question though a little bit more, um like you know I, play, I listen to a lot of like, you know, hip hop, a lot of boom bap. Um, the newer, new generation stuff. Um, I might listen to it occasionally in a car or in a club or something, but it's not really, it's not really my taste. I'm, I'm more into the, uh, the like hip hop lyrical sound. But there, you know, there are new artists that are coming with that sound. You know, oh, like yeah. uh, there's Westside Gun, uh, Conway, Joey Badass, Guavi um, and Corday. He be going there. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely cats still with that sound from the yeah. new era that I like. But uh, even like the other new cats that don't have that sound, like you know, uh, Future. Future. I like Future. Uh, I'm the the baby starting to grow on me. He started yeah. growing me. See, I like little babies. Yeah, the baby started growing me. Uh, Gunner's alright. You know, like Thugger's alright. You know, I like a couple of new cats, a little Uzi. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm, I'm more into the lyrical stuff though. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I like to feel someone when I'm listening to music. Yeah. Like, the yeah, words, the stories. And the thing is, me too. I'm also about like I'm also about the beats, like like. Yeah. I'm them trap 808 beats is cool and all that, but I like the lyrical sample beats. I like the, you know what I mean, cold sample in the background. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, ladies singing with that pain, like that pain that I just, I just yeah. like shit. Like I just like. Somebody that do that great is Rick Ross. He always picked like some. Oh yeah. Like serene samples and beats and shit. Yeah. Put them together. Yeah, Rick Ross is a problem. You feel like you in heaven or some shit. Yeah, Rick Ross is a problem. Ross yeah. Ross, man. That last album drop was crazy. Yeah, Ross, Ross don't get the credit I feel he deserves, like. Well, most people, every time you mention Nas, they be like, well, he was a CEO. He's fake. Man, if he could rap, he could rap. <laughs> yeah, Tyler's Tyler. Oh, that don't Tyler. matter. Like, yeah. If he could rap, he could rap. Yeah, Tyler's Tyler. I'm like, dude, his albums be fire. Yeah. Like, Lord forgives, I don't fire. Um, Port of Miami, that's old shit. That was, that, that was hard back in the day. Heck, sure. Um, God forgives, I don't was hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Um, the new one. I forget the, the 2018 joint. I forget the name, but that joint was crazy. Like, Ross is tough, man. Ross is tough, but K-Dot. K-Dot's the illest, though. Yeah, he's definitely sweet. K-Dot can snap, damn. He takes his craft serious. Yeah, K-Dot's a problem. He's one of my favorites. K-Dot's one of my favorites, man. He, he's a problem on a mic. He, he's a problem. Like, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of them that's tough out there, but yeah. he's just... He's a different level. Drizzy's t Drake, Drake's tough too. Oh yeah, for sure. Him, Cole, 
uh, Meek. Yeah. Like that championships was hard as hell. Championships was a good album. Championships was a dope album. Yeah, just came out too late. I feel like he should have dropped that like this summer. Yeah, that. Like yeah, he dropped yeah, it at a wild good, time. That's a good point. The, that winter quarter, that never really always the greatest for music like yeah he just got out of jail yeah i think he was going off that like all right i think yeah he's trying to play catch up yeah i'm like yeah that's cool dude but 2018 was a crazy year for hip-hop yeah a lot of music came out especially i feel I mean, yeah like i feel like he kind of rushed that because yeah. you should have because that was a great album but it just got kind of overlooked right because there was two there was a lot of fire that year pushes came out that they pushes Cold, yeah. too much heat was coming out. Some victory Styles dropped something. Yep. Nipsey hustled with Victory Lap going crazy. Astro World. Yep. Yeah. Like, there was yeah. just there was just too much shit. There's too much shit out. Scorpion was out. The Drake, the Wiz Khalifa, Rolling yeah. Papers Two was out. Like, 2018 was a dope ass year. The only people that didn't drop was uh, Kendrick. Jay Z dropped the Carters. That drop that came out. Yeah. Kendrick ain't had nothing out though. Nas dropped, fucking Ray dropped, Ray, uh, Royce Five Nine dropped. Everybody you can think of in rap fucking dropped something out here. That was a good year for. Kendrick is a problem. I love Kendrick, man, cause he just when he when he get on the mic and he do songs like his shit be like, I don't know, it should be different. It should be different, man. It's like he gave you like that that Andre 3000 feel. Like he's hard. Yeah, he's he, hard. He, he can he he can adapt very well. Like he's hard, and bro. he has many styles. Like he's he, hard. K-Dot's a problem. He can have a turn up music. Yeah. With the um. And that's what and, that, and that's what makes him crazy. That's what makes him dumb dope. Then he had to join with Rihanna, the loyalty shit. Yeah, and it, and it all sounds official. Yeah. Like it don't that sound like some bullshit. They all be hits. Yeah. But yo, K-Dot. K-Dot's the nicest, man. I don't care, man. Everybody can say Drake all y'all want. You know what I mean? Drake's hard, but K-Dot's the truth. K-Dot's that real, man. So you giving it him the crown for this newer era as far as, like, rap? Yeah, but can we even really count him as the newer era for this rap? I'm saying, like, after the Jay-Z, the Nas's, and all them, like, you know, their era. Yeah, for sure. He's the king. He's the king with this shit, man. He's the, he's the, he's See, I'm a huge Cole fan because like Cole's dope. Cole reminds me of me, like you know when he talks talks about like his adolescence and like him going to college and all different things like that. Like his our lives kind of mirror each other in, in a sense, like. And I like his he don't care attitude, like as far as like the the flashy shit and stuff like that. Like yeah, he stays true to him, like you know what I mean. Right. That's what I fuck with about him the most. Like the dude was going donuts in a bit in a Bentley and like and like down there like a mud puddle and shit like shit was crazy. Yeah bro in the middle child video. I say elite because they're all they're all uh, they're all dope artists. Yeah. They're all hot artists, but they're also they're also like crazy with the pen. Because mm-hmm. I could I could throw Wiz in there, but Wiz's pen. Ain't that strong. Not saying that Wiz isn't dope lyrically, because Wiz is one of my favorite artists. 
see how but he just, is, he just don't got that pen like how Drake and them got but pen but where's his dope though? You know? Man, but I just wish wish Wiz could go back to the burn at the roller. Like that's my favorite mixtape of Wiz. Like that's a very slept on mixtape. Like Wiz goes in on a whole fucking um mixtape. You know what I mean? And like Bro, Wiz is one of my favorite artists. No, Wiz definitely he definitely Wiz, is fit, like, Wiz is a problem. But see, Wiz's music is more of a vibe. Yeah, more of a vibe. Like you know what I mean? That's why I can't put him in a category with them. He's like a Coachella rapper, like. Yeah, he, he's more yeah, he's more of a vibe, yeah. like. Like Wiz is good, it's a good vibe. Another person to drop dopeness, 2018. Westside Gun, he's a problem. I gotta get on him. Benny the Butcher, he's a problem. Cats out of uh, Buffalo, New York. Oh, for real? Yeah. Buffalo. When did you, when did you ever hear about somebody <laughs> rapping out of Buffalo? Never. Yeah, they're the first to do it. Like out of all the New York greats, Buffalo's never mentioned. Yeah, he, 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 they're the first, yeah. They're the official first. Sure. Yeah, they got that, uh, they got that old school. Hip-hop that grimy hip hop feel. Yeah. Like the they don't make trap music. Oh, so they like a Wu Tang type. Yeah. Gotcha. They're like Wu Tang mixed with Mob Deep. Goody Bob. Yeah, they they're yeah, they also yeah, they're dope. She's like, all right, well, you're getting your hair cut. Right. And right there. And I went, I was going to him for four years until I, uh, until I stopped, like, wanting to travel from home with all in the Garfield. Right. And that was just it. Like, yeah, but that was my first barbershop experience, like. Yeah. Me holding my braid tails in my hand. Right. Now... Now I'll tell you from my from my point from my experience. When I was younger, I used to I used to like I didn't like the barbershop. Yeah, I just I just didn't like. I think I had a bad experience at the barbershop and I just didn't like it. Yeah, yeah I never liked the barbershop when I was younger. And now look at you doing barber. I know, right? <laughs> the, the irony. That's crazy. But um, 
Now, when I started getting to middle school, I liked the barber because, you know, you like to get fresh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially around that time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there would be times where I'd be like, man, I ain't got I ain't got the 20 right now. So yeah. I had to do myself sometimes. I feel you. Gave myself the freshest evens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, now, at first I was doing, you know what I mean? I get a couple jokes in school like, hey, yo, your hairline's leaning. Or da da da. Why your sides are far back? But then I noticed once once people wasn't saying anything about my haircuts no more, that's how I knew I was getting high. Yeah. And good thing you weren't discouraged, because you know a lot of times people could have a unforeseen talent for something, and they just put the work in the practice more to get better. But the first time, especially in this new new era, like people are just so easy to quit now. Like people are people are people are so easy to quit now because they're so scared of rejection. Rejection. They're scared of getting yeah, they're scared up. of jokes. Yeah. They're scared of like getting ridiculed and criticism. We're, we're, and you have to take it. You have to take it, man. That's how you earn your stripes. You had to go through everything. You gotta rip. earn your stripes, man. Rip session, everything. Yeah, like you gotta earn your your keep. That's that's one thing, man, about anything, man. Anything you do, man. You gotta turn them into believers. Yeah, there's gonna be adversity in anything you do, no matter what. Yeah. It's about how you overcome it. You gotta turn them into believers, yo. And trust me, put in the time, man. Put in the time and, and um, trust the process. Put in the time, trust in the process. And when I say trust in the process, do the time. And it might take 10 years. Yeah. It might be longer than you think. Yeah. But it will be worth it. Cause uh, I'm gonna keep it real. This this barber thing ain't start clicking to for me till like ten years in, damn near. Like you know what I mean? That's real. Like if anything works on you, gotta work for it, man. And no matter how many years, months, days, weeks. But I'm glad I stuck with it, cause now, bro, this shit's this shit's sweet, bro. I ain't gonna stunt like like. I be, it's like I work, you know what I mean? But it's not compared to like work. the work I used to do. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, come on now. Plus, plus double the money. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, man, it's something you love, something you got passion for, stick with it and it will work for you in the end. For sure. Man. I'm a walking, I'm a walking testimony, you know what I mean? Straight up. Gotta trust the process, man. Gotta trust the process. And then, and the funny thing is, you'll you notice you'll have strangers will support you more than more than young family and friends. Yeah, that's kind of like how we met. When I had one or two, the one the one shop he was on, uh, what was that? Road out? No, um, Jefferson. On Jefferson, Jefferson. Yeah, up there. And the crate, the way we connected, we was talking about, um, we were just talking about just regular rap, and I yeah. think he was talking about MF Doom. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, somebody that really know MF Doom? Like, nah, I gotta, I gotta listen more, like, what's going on, what's up? And then after, since then, that's just what it was, like. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny, man. He's still one of my favorite rappers. Doom is still one of my favorite rappers. Yeah. But I think, kind of like what you said, man, it's just like, the energy you put out, you know what I mean? You attract that same energy. You know what I mean? I saw this at the end of the day. But yeah, I remember that barbershop, man. I worked at that barbershop twice. Like two different years. Two different years, man. So what happened? Why I left? Wasn't the fit? Was it for me? Gotcha. Wasn't for me. I wasn't comfortable. When you're not comfortable, that's a problem. Yeah, especially when you gotta be there all day. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wasn't comfortable. I wasn't comfortable. So I'm like, alright. Gotta switch things up. But you know, I had to go through the growing pains, though. Yeah. The growing pains, you know what I mean? I had to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I went through all, like, it's like, it's, it was cool because it was like, I don't know. I, you know, you go through a situation, if you don't like a situation, you switch it up. 
Hindu, Hindu is a different situation. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. But uh, another thing too you gotta remember is um, you just gotta keep, you gotta just keep pushing. Keep and when I say that, it means you just gotta keep going. Yeah. And that's what I did with the barber thing. It might not have been what I wanted to be, but I just kept going and it just gradually just kept getting better and better. Now I'm to a point where I'm comfortable, but you know, sky's the limit. Like now I'm looking at it like sky's the limit now. Cause it's like, I'm at this point, I'm 28. You know what I mean? More for me to attain. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's just one of them things where it's like whatever you do, just uh, just keep going, man. Just keep going and just keep building them. Stacking it brick by brick, man. Stack your house brick by brick. Just put in the work, man. Because you don't want to be out here wasting time, man. You can never get that shit back, no matter how much money you got, influence, whatever. You can never get time back. And what they say, there's nothing worse than time wasted. Nothing worse. Yeah, like that's that's just just a, a life of regret. Yeah. Yeah, straight up. There's a uh, there's a quote from a quite an old classic movie called Fresh. It was like uh, right Samuel Jackson said, um, "Anything in life can be replaced except for time wasted." You know what I mean? And that's real. Like time is time is of the essence because you can't get time back. Nope. You cannot get that back. These last few minutes, we can't reproduce. It's already good answers. You cannot get that time back, man. So it's like, there's nothing more valuable than time at this point. You know what I mean? Like, time is, yeah. That's why they say the time is now. Cause when they say the time is now, it's like, oh, okay, I need to do this now. shopping sprees I don't need the because you see more value in other things you know what I mean yeah that creates memories or things you can remember like yo you know when I had that yo that shit was live as hell that was fun yeah no arguments no bullshit swear so I'm like yeah I think I'm gonna throw me a cookout man I'm gonna do me a cookout I'm gonna gonna do me a cookout dog Throw me a nice little cookout up the way. Make sure there's the basketball court there. I need my run. I'm gonna tell boys bring their loose snakes. We're gonna get some run. Yeah, man. I ain't throw a cookout in a minute. Well, I never do it for God. I ain't been in it. That's what I was about to say. I ain't been to one in a minute. Yeah, I ain't been in a cookout in a minute. Yeah, the cook- cookouts on Highland Park is a smack. Yeah. What are, what are three essential foods that you should have at every cookout? Um, 
definitely eat burgers. I don't eat pork or uh, hot dogs, so. But for me, burgers, um, I gotta have, all right, you're saying food, because I was about to say ice water, but burgers, uh, I'll say linguine. Oh, yeah, crazy. And gotta have a Mac. Is he gonna mention the See, Mac? See, I'll say, I'll say green nah, beans. Mac, and here's Mac, why. Mac might be pushing it. Because it I want all that heaviness on me. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, you're pushing it with the Mac. Yeah, like. You're doing the most with the Mac. Then it's all sad. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll take a cool green bean linguine and burger. I'm good right there. Man, that linguine, cuz. Mm. Yeah, I'm, those are my three essentials, I feel like. Yeah, I'm about to go with the burger, the beef dogs, and, um, Man, I have to agree, man, with the linguine, man. The linguine is like, I like, I like my sister. I like my sister-in-law's uh, linguine. She makes it with the angel hair and the shrimp. Oh wow! That's I'd be different. like, oh shit! Like, I'd be like, yo. I love black people, man. They get so creative. Yeah, I'd be like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I swear, black people make the best food. Man, they're so creative on like traditional staples, man. You ever had, I mean, black lasagnas. You know how many cheeses <laughs> in a black person Man, that'd be turkey meat. Man, <laughs> like, where you get turkey crazy. meat? Oh, yeah. hot sausages and stuff. I'm like, man, Facts. Facts. You just said shrimp and linguine. I ain't even heard that before. That right. sound fire. It was unreal. It was oh, unreal. Like, to the point, I'm tweaking. Yeah, man. My sister-in-law up D.C., man. I love going to visit her, man. Yeah. D.C., man, I love. love. Oh, I love D.C., bro. It's a, I love D.C. because it's like, it's just so different. Yeah. Same with Atlanta, man. I like Atlanta, too, man. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just so different, man. But it's like, don't get it twisted. I love the bird. I fucks with the bird. I'm a hometown kid. Right. 412 all day. Sure. You know what I mean? But sure. it's like, them places, man, like Atlanta, DMV, like, it's just... Vibes, man. It's just See, about the reason why I vibes, like those man. down soft ones is You know why? Because it's black love. The it's love black is love. There. The man. hospitality. It's black love, the, man. The raw, raw, the extra shit. Like, it's, it's, you could be there and you ain't feel, you feel like you don't got to wash it back. Right, or you ain't feeling like you got to do something. You yeah, know what I mean? like. My boy had told he, uh, he lived in Houston and he said a uh, guy had stepped on his shoe. He was like 6'4", 250, and the dude apologized to him. You know, in Pittsburgh, you accidentally say, man, what the what's going on? Ah, ah, ah. And it's like, bro, it ain't even all that serious, bro. Right. And your shoes dirty anyway. Yeah, like, you got some busted <laughs> up portions on, but you get mad at me. Swear. Yeah. Now, another thing I noticed about, um, like, DMV, like, You'll see like you'll see like a black couple, some black people, but they look real like well put together. You know what I mean? Looking like they got dignity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Looking like they got some self-respect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey man, it's like same with Atlanta. Like you see like black people with beautiful houses, beautiful yards, yeah. just you know, me smiling and waving and just hospitality and it's shit like, that you don't see up here. Yeah, and it's just like. God, man, something about them images and that energy does something to you, man. It makes you want to gravitate there. It makes you yes. want to be like, yo, I, I want to like, I want to be a part of this. Yo. It's almost like a, this is a bad analogy, but I think you'll get where I'm saying. It's almost like a freak nick. Uh -huh. Like, everybody wanted to be there. Yeah. No matter where you was from, that yeah. was the black party to be at. Where? Where? It's just like, yeah, man, them vibes is just like... Everybody's in a good mood. Yeah. Everybody's in a good mood. I think I think it's because I think it's because Pittsburgh. We don't have no culture here. That and no on culture. top of it, we live in one of the most racist cities in America. Facts. That's facts. And that culture point is a good point because. The black culture that we did have here has just been, it, it's been vanished for so long that it never been recreated. Like yeah. Pittsburgh used to be called, um, 
on, especially when the hill used to be called the Mini New York. You know, with all, and you can go down to the museum and see this with the teeny hairs pictures and stuff like that. Uh -huh. Like the hill used to be like yeah. cracking all the time, like yeah. until the riots and different things like that happening, gentrification, redlining, and stuff like that. Of course, uh -huh. everybody up. And then that's when you create the projects and you get the man-made drugs and shit like that. Right. Did you know before crack was even put out into the streets, they was um, creating it in a college in USC. Oh, no. Ain't that effed up? And you know they ain't put it in the suburbs of Los Angeles. They put it right there in the ghettos. Right. Because they making money off of it. That's crazy. So crack was a minute in a college. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's a minute in a in, uh, USC. Wow, that is crazy. Yep, the University of Southern California. That is crazy. It's wild. And they'll give it to you to sell, and then once you sell but so much of it, and we already making our money off the, off the profit, you know what Rick Ross, the real Rick Ross, they um, supported a war in Nicaragua with uh, the crack cocaine um, epidemic in LA. Mm. Yeah, bro, this is all like documenting everything. It's called the Contras. Wow. Yeah, bro. So, do you think do you think crack was made to? Do you think crack was designed to break up the black household? Of course, because I also with that too is you gotta remember the Crips and the Blood, especially in LA, they were baby Panthers. Mm -hmm. They came from. They created themselves from the Black Panther Party. Right. They were the offspring of that. And it was never about no drugs or nothing like that. Mm -hmm. It was for community. It was a real live community organization, but just protecting our own from the abuse and brutality from these, you know, white people. Uh -huh. And then once you once you put some somewhere, especially if you have crime, only comes from economic disparity. So if there isn't no jobs, people have to find a way to provide for their family. And whatever way that is, then that's just going to be what that is like. Yeah. Survival of the fittest. Exactly. So, what do you expect when they don't have no jobs, right. no insurance, no, no like, food to buy, nothing? Then you create a system where the men can't even stay in the house if they're in Section 8 or uh, welfare, right. food, stuff, so, so, so now you're breaking up the house. Exactly. So, it's like, what, what more do you want them to do but the hustle? When that screen say wasted, <laughs> ain't no coming back from it. You know that little hospital driveway. Right. <laughs> ain't no coming back from that. Right. Once you waste it, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like, it's like people, if y'all got a grip out here, man, and you don't know what's going on, you will become victim. Mm -hmm. Straight up. Stay in your lane, people. Stay in your lane. You know what I mean? Nipsey also stayed in his lane and they still killed him. It's a shame, man. But I don't care what nobody say, man. That situation is fishy to me. Hell yeah. That situation is fishy to me. It don't seem right. That situation is fishy to me. He was I, able to just walk up 
on Nip like that. I think they put a hit out on Nip. I won. It wasn't surprising. I think they honestly did because they knew. You know why, bro? Because they knew he had. He knew he he had. His voice was too. His voice was too big with the gangs out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like his voice was too. Like they're like, oh, this gang rapper is saying positive shit. Yeah, he was good. He's in talking any about Doctor Sebi. He was good in any hood. I mean, even with that, he was trying to compete with um, Silicon Valley with the stem cell research and stuff like that. But he was having it in the hood. Then he had a uh, co-workspace, which was Vector Ninety, where you would come in there if you're an entrepreneur. They had computers in there, so you could research, start off. Then he had another thing. It was called um, Opportunity um, Fund whatever like that to whereas if you were like a small business entrepreneur or anything like that like they would create funds for you to start your own business like that's too powerful man because that's he really was creating a his own square of Crenshaw Slauson a real live Black Wall Street mm-hmm. he is creating that he had a hair store phones of course the marathon store and he had um a restaurant with healthy food called Baba Leo's that they were just about to open up. And the same complex that they was getting kicked out of, now one of the store owners paid on rent. Wow. Amazing. It's crazy, man. From rags to riches. Literally from the dirt. So, so what do we take from this Nipsey Hustle situation? What do you take from it? Don't trust no one? I mean, I don't know. I mean, like it's, it's like, you, gotta, you have to at least trust somebody. Yeah. But I feel like our leaders got to be more protected. Because you figure nobody around them didn't have guns because why? They were felons. Mm-hmm. And you know they in California, so you know that three strike shit, that's some real shit. Like, right. ain't nobody trying to get jammed up on no shit like that. However, you got to look at the other row. None of the homies, you know, ain't got no strikes and no got a gun license permit, nothing to protect this man. You know what I mean? Like, it's just after I feel like we just gotta be more protective. And that's something something that Farrakhan is, especially with having the NOI army and stuff like that. Like, you never see Farrakhan walk out of a car, a building, nowhere without at least people in front. Sad and behind him. Like, Farrakhan's really like a damn president. <laughs> like, right. how he's protected. Right. He's a militant man. Yeah. Man, whew. Sometimes I just be thinking, like, yo, it's fucked up out here. Yeah. It's like, like it, it's like, and I say that because it's like, it's fucked up out here when you know it's designed for you to lose. Yep. The game is rigged. I mean, it's rigged and it's like, especially with the cop killings nowadays, I can't handle the cop killings, man. It's just too much. It's just too much. And it's just like, what you do? What do you do? If they decide they're going to kill you that day, that's just what's going to happen. Unless, but I feel, this is my own personal opinion, I feel after one point, people get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And somebody's going to draw on one of them pe- people and kill them. Yeah, that, that could potentially happen. And then I feel like it's just going to be a ride on both sides. I because mean, nobody's done nothing about the injustices. We already know they go to court, they plead not guilty, they're found not guilty, and it's over. They're back to the regular lives. Yeah. Yeah, back to what we were saying before. It's almost like eye for an eye. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. There's no marching, no protest, no nothing's going to fix or ever bring back these people that's been murdered by these people. So then you got to do the eye for eye, two for two. I feel like, I 
feel like you can't be a cop if you're racist. You just, you just not qualified for the job. You need to get a whole new force because they all, they all have. I'm not, I'll, I'll say it's a smooth eighty-five percent of them have that. Yeah, and that's a lot. Because it's just like I'm just tired of seeing this happen. And so, people, like, like, people that was like lanes in high school become cops and want to exert that authority on people now because they they were never the athletes or the cool cats in school or, or, stuff or like they that. never or yeah or they never yeah they never they never would uh, they would never speak up for themselves no but like you said man where. I see that all the time, like, you see these dudes become cops and they be like, like, you're just, you're, um, you're abusing your power, like, that's all you, that's all, that's all I see, like, like, come on, why do you gotta talk to that person like that, like, why you gotta treat them? that manner. Why you gotta pull your gun out? You know what I mean? It's crazy, it's crazy bro. And it's like... America's a joke. <laughs> I can't even tell you, bro. Yeah. I can't even tell you. I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Hart wins. Who knows? Right. What all this shit is going on? We're a reality show. Once, once Donald Trump won, I kind of lost all the hope. That's where I officially lost all the hope after that. People's favorite thing to say was, oh, he was a business, he was one of the great, he's a businessman, he's a businessman. Donald Trump did not build the Trump name. His father did. His father was a real estate tycoon. And then Trump tarnished his father's name by all the bad casino deals he did in Atlantic City and stuff like that, borrowing money from the banks to whereas, you know, Donald Trump doesn't even own his name? No. No, like, bro, he doesn't even own his last name, like... His name is licensed because of all the um, bankruptcies on top of the bad, um, like all the loans that he couldn't repay. Yeah. And that's the way, that's why you seen Trump doing all those reality shows and right. commercials and shit.
Boom. 